0: Welcome to Process to Profitability, a podcast all about the tools and strategies you need to serve your clients and grow your small business, hosted by me, Samantha Mabe of Lemon in the Sea. Join me as I chat with creative entrepreneurs and small business owners about how they built and grew their businesses and how you can do the same in a way that fits you. Let's get started. You're listening to episode 54 of Process to Profitability. Today I'm going to be talking about understanding analytics, website analytics basics. This episode is mostly just an overview of analytics, and so there's a lot that I don't get into, but I wanted to come and just introduce this topic and give you guys some information about analytics, what it's good for, what you can use, and so I am including a lot of information in this episode, and I recommend that you guys check out the show notes where you can find all of this written down in case you missed it and don't want to take notes while you're listening. I wanna start off today by telling you what analytics are and giving you an overview. So website analytics is the collection, reporting, and analysis of website data according to usability.gov. Basically, they're the numbers that give you information about your website and that you can use to make informed decisions. The goal here is to collect and examine your website's analytics and to measure the success of your website at meeting your predetermined goals. If you want more information about setting goals for your website, check out episode 25 that's all about setting goals and planning your website. We're not going to be talking about it in this episode, but that is a really great way to get started with with analytics because if you already know what the goal of your website is, you can use this data to determine whether or not you're actually meeting those goals and what you can do to make changes. So once you know what analytics are, why should you pay attention to them? The goal of looking at your analytics is to give you information that helps you to make informed decisions about your websites. You can use these numbers to help you change the design, write content that will resonate with your audience, know what kinds of products or services to offer, or who it would be beneficial to network with. While analytics can give you data about your website and can be useful if you're using them over time, they shouldn't be used as a comparison tool. Your website is your own. It doesn't matter if you have more or less website visits than someone else, only if your website is serving your business and your audience the best it can. I really want to emphasize this point in this episode today. Analytics is just information. It doesn't tell you whether or not your business is growing or how well you're doing or if you're doing better or worse than someone else. It's only information that can be used to help you make improvements and decisions, but you shouldn't use it to compare to other people. Just like on social media where you can see how many followers you have and compare yourself to somebody else, that can be tempting, but it's not a good way to look at this because it really doesn't tell you anything about the business behind it. So how can you use this information that you're gathering through analytics? I wanna start by giving you two things, that there are good and bad ways to use the information you're gathering. The good ways are to use analytics to test and change things on your website and evaluate what's working. So as you design your website, you're going to want to take a look at the numbers and see where your baseline is, and then maybe make some changes and see if that improves or detracts from something. And all of this is going to be based around your goals. So if you want more people to sign up for your email list, you can set up a call to action on your website and leave that and then come back to it later and test it. See if it's working. Maybe make a change and see if that works better. That's how you can use this information in a good way. And you can also use it to see the past and trends you might see in the future. So you might be able to look and see that you always have the most website traffic in the month of September. That gives you an idea of when you might want to start doing promotions or launching a new service because you're looking at the past trends and making predictions for the future. The bad ways to use analytics are only looking at traffic to evaluate how your website is doing. There is so much more information that can tell you better how your website is doing than looking at just how many visitors you have. And you also want to make sure that you're gathering data over the long-term and not short-term. If you only pop in once a month to see whether or not you have enough website visitors, that's not going to give you a good picture of how successful your website and your business are. Instead, you need to look at a long-term view and look at trends and see if things are growing over time. Now, a lot of the topics I'm going to be covering here are things that I know you are interested in. I've popped into a couple of Facebook groups and asked what analytics questions you have, and so I'm going to be covering those. But just remember that you can get more detail about all of this in the show notes. I'm going to be writing a whole blog post that goes over all of this information so you don't have to worry about catching it all right now. You can actually go and check it out later. Since we are talking about analytics, I want to start with just the most important analytics that you can be looking at and then we'll go into more specifics on google analytics and some squarespace analytics that i know are very popular things that you've probably heard of so what are the most important analytics for your website i have listed seven of them and i'm going to share with you what they are what it does what it's good for and how you can see it in google analytics so You want to go to the section on Google Analytics for how to get this set up, but right now we're just going to be talking about what should you actually be looking at, what is going to be useful for you. So these seven things are going to be the most useful if you're just getting into analytics, if you just want to, you know, really get an overview of how things are working, get good information as quickly as possible. There's a lot more that you can do with all of these analytics tools, but this is a good place to start. So the first is website traffic. What it does is tells you how many people are visiting your website in a given period of time. And what it's good for is knowing if your web traffic is growing, stagnating, or decreasing over time, as well as seasons that you might get more traffic than others to help you plan out promotions and launches. You shouldn't use it as a comparison metric, but you should be able to see trends of how your business is growing over time. And if you are seeing a period of time where there's no website traffic, that tells you that maybe your website is down. So you can know exactly how many people you come to your website, but that's not really what you wanna use it for. You wanna see trends and see if there are problems or things that you can use as you set up your business for the future. If you wanna see this in Google Analytics, go to the sidebar, go to Audience, and then Overview. And it will be there as a graph, and you can set it to any timeframe that you like. The second important analytic is traffic sources. So what it does, this tells you where people are coming to your website from. There are a few different locations, including organic search, which is people who find you on search engines, referral, which means people are coming directly to your website via a link, direct, which means people are typing in your website directly, and social, which means they're coming from a social media platform. You can also dig into which referral, social platform, and search engine terms someone is using to find your website, what it's good for. This metric is good for knowing how people find you and referral sources that you can take advantage of. I love checking this out and seeing which places might be referring people to my website so that I can go and see why they might be sending me there. Maybe they've linked to my website for some reason, or maybe I wrote a guest blog post that's doing really well. When I just took a look at this in preparation for this episode, I found a guest post that I had written that I had completely forgotten about. And I only found it because people are coming to my website through that link. So if you want to see this in Google Analytics, go to acquisition, all traffic, and then source slash medium. That's going to tell you where people are coming from. And if you want more information on the referrals, you can go to acquisition, all traffic, and referrals. The third analytic to pay attention to is the bounce rate. What it does is tell you how many people leave your website after visiting only one page. Google likes for people to spend as much time on your website as possible, and so the bounce rate tells you whether or not people are doing that or if they're staying on your website to check out other pages or leaving directly after they visit. This is useful for knowing if your website is giving people the information they want and expect to find, and it can give you an indication of whether you're directing people to other pages on your website. The bounce rate is really important because it tells you whether or not the people who are landing on your website are actually sticking around. And you're never going to have a bounce rate of zero, but anything less than 70% is pretty good. There are always people who land on your website and only look at one page for any number of reasons. Maybe they have been to your website before and just wanted to reference something. Maybe they found exactly what they were looking for and now are going to take advantage of that. Or maybe they land on your website and they realize that it's not what they need. But Your bounce rate is good for telling you how many people are leaving directly after they're coming to your website and maybe some changes you might need to make. To see this in Google Analytics, you wanna go to Audience and Overview. The fourth analytic to pay attention to are your top pages or your most popular pages. So what it does is tell you the most visited pages on your website. And what it's good for is focusing your efforts on adding calls to actions or other conversion events and for knowing what people are looking for when they come to your website. When you look at what your most popular content is, especially if you're looking at your most popular blog posts or podcast episodes, this can give you information about what people are looking for from you and what content you might be able to add more of because people are clearly coming to you to find that information. To see this in Google Analytics, go to Behavior, Site Content, and then All Pages. The fifth analytic is the top landing pages. So what it does is tell you where people are first landing on your website. And what it's good for is determining where to add calls to action to move people forward and where you should include information about what you do and who you help. If everyone is landing on your website on your homepage, they're probably going to get a good idea if you've designed it well of what you do and who you help. But if they're landing on a blog post instead, they might not see that right away. And so if you have really popular pages on your website that aren't giving people that information up front, you might want to change that. And if you see a lot of people are landing on certain pages of your website, that's a great place to add a call to action, to get people to take a next step to continue moving through the journey that you want them to take in order to do whatever action it is, meet whatever goal you've set up in place. To see this in Google Analytics, check out behavior, site content, and then landing pages. The number six analytic is top exit pages. So what it does is tells you which pages leave your website from most often. And what it's good for is a starting point for places to add calls to action that keep people on your website. It's also helpful for knowing if there's content that isn't popular or relevant that you can update or remove. So if there are a lot of people leaving your website from a certain page, you can either add a call to action there to keep them on the page longer or to get them to take a next step, or you can take a look at that page and see if there is a reason people are leaving. Maybe the information is no longer relevant, maybe a link is broken, you can make decisions based on those pages. And to see this in Google Analytics, go to behavior, site content, and exit pages. The seventh analytic that I think you should check out is audience affinity categories. So what it does is tells you what interests your website visitors have based on their past behavior. And what it's good for is to help you see the types of people who are visiting your website and if they fit your dream client avatar. It can also help you focus on your content and potentially ads in the future on people who are most likely to visit and stay on your website. To see this, you want to check out audience, interests, and then affinity categories. So again, those seven analytics that I think you should look at and that are the most important are website traffic, traffic sources, bounce rate, top pages, top landing pages, top exit pages, and audience affinity categories. Of course, this might be different for your business. You might have analytics that are more important, such as how many sales you're getting, which products are the most popular, but this is a good place to start for anyone who is just getting into analytics and wants to get a good overview of the health of their website and things that they can change pretty quickly to improve that for their website visitors. When was the last time you checked to make sure your website was healthy? The only way to know if your website is serving your business and working correctly is to make maintenance a regular part of your to-do list. I've created a maintenance guide at lemoninthesea.com maintenance that will help you get a picture of how your website is performing, what's working and what isn't, and the things you can work on improving so that you can continue to show off your expertise and bring in more dream clients. Inside, you'll learn why website maintenance isn't something to put off until next week, 15 tasks you should be doing on a regular basis to maintain your website, and the tasks you need to do weekly, monthly, quarterly, and yearly. Get the guide at lemoninthesea.com slash maintenance. Now that we've talked about the most important analytics, I want to give you some guiding questions that can help you evaluate the data that you're seeing. You can use these questions as a starting point to help you determine which analytics to focus on. And to make decisions about the changes you might want to make on your website. Again, you can see this whole list of questions in the show notes, and so I recommend that you check that out. But here they are. So the first question is, who is coming to my website? Dig deeper into this by checking out to see if they're your dream clients, if their interests align with the clients you're targeting, if they are in the age range and gender that you think you want to serve. The second is, where are they coming from? Then ask yourself how you can take advantage of those sources by bringing more people to your website. If everyone is coming from a certain blog post or from a certain social media platform, you wanna make sure that you're taking advantage of that. The third is, what are people doing while they're on my website? Then ask yourself how you can keep them on your website longer, and what are some ways you can help move them towards your goal? Number four, what content is popular? How can you add a call to action or a next step to help meet your goals in that content? And how can you create more content like that? Because it's clearly what people are interested in. Number five, what pages have the highest bounce rates? And how can you improve those pages to keep people on your website longer? And number six, are your pages loading slowly? And how can you reduce the load time? This is one we haven't talked about before in this episode, but I've talked about page speed in previous episodes, and I just want to note that if your pages are loading slowly, people are more likely to leave your website before it even loads or to go somewhere else to find the same information because they are not patient. We want information as quickly as possible, so you want to make sure your pages are loading quickly. If you are interested in seeing how quickly your pages load and some changes you can make, make sure you check out Google Page Speed Insights, and I'll link to that in the show notes so that you can make sure you've got a good handle on all of that. Now that we've gone through a whole overview of analytics, and I know that this is a lot of information in just a short period of time, I want to talk specifically about Google Analytics and then Squarespace Analytics. So for Google Analytics, the first question I get asked a lot is, do I actually need it? And my answer is this. Google Analytics is a free tool that can give you in-depth insight into many things about your website. It's worth taking the time to set up, even if you're only looking at a few items right now, because it can build with you as you grow. Plus, Google Analytics only starts gathering and storing information after you install it. So if you want to look at this in the future, you need to set it up now in order to start gathering that information so that you can use it whenever you're ready. The second question I get is how do I install it? Setting up Google Analytics is fairly easy. All you need is a Google login, either with a Gmail address or your regular email address, and you can set up a Google Analytics account for any domain that you own and have access to, and then confirm that you own the domain by adding the tracking ID to your website. If you have a ShowIt or Squarespace website, this is really easy because there's a location to add your tracking code without actually having to add any code. You're just copying it and pasting it. Where do you see your analytics? To see the data gathered by Google Analytics, log into your account and navigate to the property that goes to your website if you have more than one. From there, you can explore all the data that Google Analytics collects by navigating the menu on the left side of your screen. In all of those top analytics for you to look at that I've talked about earlier, I gave you how to find them, and those are all in reference to Google Analytics. So you just need to click on the section and then the subsections to take you to the right place. How can you get the information you need without being overwhelmed? The most important thing to prevent overwhelm is to focus just on the analytics that will serve your business. I've already mentioned the most important analytics you can look at, and you can always add others that are relevant to your business goals and audience. And the last question I got in regards to Google Analytics is how you can know what keywords people are searching to find you. And this person mentioned that they had heard you have to set up Search Console. So in order to see keywords that people are coming to your site after searching for, you have to set up something called Google Search Console. This is another free tool that you can connect to your Google Analytics account by logging into Search Console using the same username and password you use for analytics. From there, you click add a property to add your URL, and you'll be asked to verify your website ownership, which you can do easily through your Google Analytics tracking ID, which has already been installed on your website. And since everything connects, it's really simple. You just click on it, it'll find it on your website, and you'll be good to go. While you won't see any information right away, you will want to make sure that you submit a sitemap so that it can start to crawl your site and gather information. And Squarespace and Show It automatically create sitemaps for you, which is awesome. If you want more information on building and submitting a sitemap to Google, you can listen to episode 38 or read the tutorial that Google has, and those will be linked in the show notes. Once you have all of that set up, you can see your keywords directly in your Google Analytics account under Acquisition, Search Console, and Queries. The other thing that I like to look at under the Search Console is your top landing pages, which will be different than the top landing pages for your overall website. This is where it's going to tell you when people search for you on a search engine, which pages are they being directed to. And finally, let's talk about some Squarespace Analytics. Squarespace has its own built-in analytics that give you some useful information without digging into everything that Google collects. And to see these, you just navigate to Analytics on the menu on the left side when you log into your account. While I don't recommend relying completely on Squarespace's analytics and ignoring Google, it can offer you a quick overview without as much setup. Squarespace automatically gathers data like sales, traffic, popular content, purchase funnels and abandoned cart information without you needing to create goals or conversion events in Google Analytics. And all of that is a totally separate episode of the podcast, since we're just talking about an overview, but in Squarespace, you don't have to do any of that. And so it's really simple to check out. When looking at Squarespace analytics, these are the things that I would focus on. And mostly I like these because you can't see them as easily in Google Analytics as you can in Squarespace. The first is the site search queries. So part of what is useful about Squarespace's analytics is that you can see exactly what people are searching for within your site in this section. You can see what keywords people are searching for and the pages they're being directed to. And this is totally separate from the search console that you might have installed because this is within your own website. If you have a search bar and people are looking for a blog post or things in reference to something and they're only seeing results from your website, you're not going to see that in Search Console, but you can see it here. The second thing to pay attention to is the form and button conversions. This is a new feature that allows you to see which Squarespace buttons are being clicked and the forms that are being completed. Just To note that this only applies to Squarespace forms and buttons, not those that you add via code, but you can see what was clicked, how many times, and you can see how many other views that button or form got. This information, like some of the other information we talked about, can help you improve your calls to action and see what content is driving the most conversions. So if you have a call to action button on your home page, you can see how many people are going to click on it, and then you can change what that call to action actually says and see if it increases or decreases the number of people clicking. The final thing that I would pay attention to is the sales overview, purchase funnel, and abandoned cart sections. If you're using Squarespace as an e-commerce platform to sell goods, services, or digital products directly through your website, these analytics can help you see what people are buying, how they're moving from just visiting to checking out, and where they might be getting lost in the process. It is awesome that Squarespace has these analytics, and if you are using it as an e-commerce platform, I really recommend that you check all of that out. There are a couple of other tools that I wanted to mention, and you might have heard me talk about these before, but one of them is Crazy Egg, and I use this with analytics because it lets me see the journey people are taking on my website and how many people are clicking on different sections just so that I have another way of visualizing that. The second is one that I've mentioned already which is Google Page Speed Insights. It lets you see how quickly your pages are loading and then it will actually give you things that you might be able to do to improve that speed. And the third is SEMrush. This is a really cool tool that lets you take a look at your website and the keywords that people are searching. So it's more of an SEO tool, but you can use it with analytics as well to just get an overview of what those keywords are and where people are landing on your website as they search through them so that you can make those decisions based on SEO and analytics together. As we wrap up this episode, I want to remind you that you can check all of this out in the show notes. And I am going to wrap up with three action steps, as I have been doing for all of these solo episodes. So the first is to install Google Analytics on your website. If you haven't done this already, it's a pretty quick setup, and it's really useful. Even if you don't think you're going to look at this right now, you will want to sometime down the road. And so by getting it set up now, you can start gathering that information. The second thing is to find your top exit pages which we talked about earlier and add a call to action to each. So if you just start with those 10 top exit pages, the 10 pages people are leaving your website from most often, you can add a call to action or a next step to help keep people on your website longer. That is going to make a big difference in a lot of different ways and you should be able to see some results from that. And the third is to find your top landing keywords. So find the keywords people are searching for most often, whether that's in Squarespace analytics or Google analytics, and evaluate if they're what you want to be known for. Sometimes you will see that people are finding you from a really weird search that doesn't have anything to do with what you're offering. And while you can't stop them from Googling that, you can use that information to really focus your content make sure you're using the keywords that you do want to be known for throughout your website so that you are getting more traffic for those things. So those action steps are number one, install Google Analytics on your website. Number two, find your top exit pages and add a call to action to each. And three, find your top keywords and evaluate if they're what you want to be known for. I hope this episode was helpful as an overview and if it was, I would love for you to go and leave a review on iTunes, share it with a friend, or take a screenshot of the episode and tag me in it on Instagram. I love seeing what you're listening to and what's most relevant for your business so that I can create more of that content. I would also recommend that you keep an ear out for a fun surprise that I'm working on in the background that has to do with analytics and can help you get a little bit more in depth on all of that. So make sure you are following along so you are the first person to know about anything that's coming out soon. Thanks for listening to Process to Profitability. Please take a minute to leave an honest review in iTunes so that I can help more small business owners and creative entrepreneurs find the show.